Hi there, I'm Keith Cauley and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone America's podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. We just wrapped up another revved up month of May with our Firestone race tires going the distance at the iconic Indy 500. That always marks a special moment for our team in Akron, Ohio, where the Firestone brand was founded more than 120 years ago. And now this June of 2022, we've got another special moment marking the start of a new chapter of our company's history in Akron with the official opening of the Advanced Tire Production Center, or the ATPC, across the street from our current America's Technology Center. Today, we hit the road to Akron to talk with Dan Peterman, Senior Manager of Race Tire Manufacturing, and Jerry Morris, Senior Manager of Technology Center Operations, about how the state-of-the-art ATPC will be the new home for our race tire manufacturing and the significance of it being the first new tire plant to open in the rubber city of Akron in more than 70 years. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are back at the ATC, the America's Technology Center, uh, in the Mobility Lab up here in Akron, Ohio. And we are here to talk about race tire manufacturing and big, exciting things that have been happening on this campus in Northeast Ohio. Joining me across the table is Jerry Morris. And Jerry is the Senior Manager of Operations here at the America's Technical Center. Thanks for joining us, Jerry. Thank you. And here in the middle is Dan Peterman. He's got a variety of titles, Senior Manager of Race Tire Manufacturing, officially to some degree, but a big focus on the ATPC, which is the Advanced Tire Production Center project. That's correct. And then uh, also apparently has business cards that state that you are a super genius. So that's fun. Me and Wiley Coyote. That's the two. You yes. are. It's a very small group uh, uh, at the top of that echelon. But So super genius Dan Peterman is how we will refer to him Thanks. for the remainder of the conversation. Conversation. No, but a, a couple of folks up here that have seen the, the Akron campus continue to take shape and then this project in particular being just the nice uh, big next step for, for what's going on here in Northeast Ohio. But first, before we get into that, we'd like to learn a little bit more about your journeys, each of you in the background. Jerry, let's start with you. What's been your career path? How did you get to Bridgestone and what do you do at Bridgestone? My career path is pretty much started out as a jack of all trades. Yeah. You know, initially I went to school to be a critical care therapist, huh. work ERs, neonatal units, intensive care units. After my first child was born, my childhood dream was always to be an architect. Huh. So I made the decision, go to architecture. Those things school. are very similar, right? Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> basically the training on one, you rolled it right over. Yeah. And they do tie in together eventually. Yeah. So after I graduated school, it was very difficult. It wasn't an easy journey. You know, yeah. having two kids by the time I got to graduation period. I started working for several architectural firms. Eventually, I ended up at Harris Day, who worked on the ATC building here. I was actually part of that design team, and that's how I first got involved with Bridgestone, not as an employee, but as a consultant. Towards the end of that job, there was an opening as a facilities manager here. Uh, I was the person assigned from the firm to be on site for that basically two-year period, so I lived out of a trailer here on campus. Watch the whole building go up, construction and project manage it. And at the time, George Snyder was the facilities manager mm -hmm. at that point. He said a facilities opening was available. I applied for it, and we went through the whole interview process and ended up getting a job yeah. as facility manager here. So that was my first uh, gig, I guess, here on campus. <laughs> so uh, kind of babysit my child, which was the building here <laughs> we're sitting in. Yeah. Came along Dan, you know, through my career path. And uh, 
he knew I was an architect, and Dan's good at taking advantage of people. So, uh, so he in goes, the most loving so way, way possible yes. is how we're. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I use their talents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the super genius came out then. How do there I get Jerry go. to do these extra things for me? So, when the ATPC conversation came up, he had asked me, you know, can I just do some quick, simple floor layouts? Simple floor layouts became bigger floor layouts became. <laughs> bigger buildings. And he goes, oh, can you just play architect for me? Because <laughs> I do have my license to practice yeah. in, in a few states. So I say, I'll become architect of record and uh, have me put the consultant team together. And that's where I'm at now, soon after the ATPC. And that's when I got my promotion to uh, senior manager operations. That's what was my involvement with Bridgestone. Yeah. And with the ATPC, which made it, I guess, close to me, uh, Dan knows I race cars <laughs> and I've actually been on Indy Raceway, which is kind of cool. And knowing that I can contribute to it in an odd way, not manufacturing, but being involved with the facility was like really, really cool. Yeah. You know, being well, around that, you know, personally, not just here working for Bridgestone. Well, that's awesome to have that connection point and see. And what we talk to a lot of when, we, when we've talked to uh, John Larkins in the first or second season of the podcast, but there's so much pride, obviously, that goes into making the, the race tires here and then seeing that stuff perform and so to have those personal connections is is awesome uh dan what about you i've heard that you've been around for like a, a couple of weeks at bridgestone to some degree right a, a small amount of time yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh i started in uh, 1988 towards the end of 1988 right after bridgestone ac acquired firestone mm -hmm. and uh, a opportunity came up i took it but uh i grew up just down the street in a small town south of here canal fulton ohio yeah nobody's ever heard of it but I'm from Painesville, Ohio, well, right? Yeah, so so I know all the little dots that's, that's on the map right. up here. Absolutely. So, and then, you know, graduate high school. Uh, let's not even say the year, but. <laughs> In the 1900s. Yes. <laughs> and then started going to the University of Akron. Well, seven years later, I finally got my degree, uh, electrical engineering degree. And well, started, those things take time. A lot of uh, high complex things in yeah, electrical engineering. You know, seven year plan. Yep. So started working somewhere else uh, close by here. And an opening came up after Bridgestone uh, acquired Firestone. Mm -hmm. uh, engineering positions, you know, hands-on. Uh, I, I really wanted to do, you know, be involved in all the equipment and actually, you know, touch it instead of sitting in an office and draw yeah. it up. So I applied and got, uh, got accepted. And from there, I worked in the old 1200 building, uh, pretty much on the third floor. Had a little cubbyhole office. Traveled to all the factories, or not all, but most of the factories. Decatur, Illinois, Oklahoma City, uh, Wilson, North Carolina, Joliet, Quebec, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, then over time, ended up at the Oklahoma City plant for almost 15 years, Laverne plant for four or five years, Nashville for several years, uh, Aiken PSR, again, just uh, five years ago, was there uh, during that expansion, helped yeah. uh, manage the expansion, was the plant engineer down there. Over time, I've had... Uh, engineering jobs i was it manager you know the senior engineer in the plant etc so yeah i was getting ready to retire and they said hey there was a spot for hey we might want to do something with racing yeah, one more thing uh, one for more you, thing Dan. you know <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i'm in i'll do another five years just just to get to see if if we can do this yeah would would it have been you come would it like you were looking to retire back here close to original home in that degree or no <laughs> no i'm <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Ohio. Dan, Dan can't I'm wait going, to get to Florida. The countdown is. <laughs> it's uh, I'm going somewhere warmer. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I hear you. We talk. I talk to my parents all the time. They're still up in the area, and they're like, "You're gonna come visit?" And I'm like, "Nashville's pretty warm. You should yes. come hang out down here." But it's you know, it's a nice full circle story there in yeah. that sense. Coming back for this project. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the 
when I came back, you know, the ATPC wasn't a done deal. And we, we had to, that was 2016. And we talked about it later maybe, but 2019 is when it really kicked off. But for those two, three years, we, someone did drawings for me. Someone <laughs> did preliminary sketches, et cetera. And we had to sell it, right? And we had to prove that we, we could do it and that it was worthwhile. So it took a while. Uh, my wife wasn't happy about another move. But at the same time, she said, as long as you come back and do that and the sign doesn't go away mm -hmm. and maybe even if we can do something about the clock tower. Well, you, you'll talk to Jerry about the sign, but the <laughs> clock tower is still kind of yeah. up, up in the air, so to speak. It's on the list of things to get to, right? Yeah. Well, and let's let's dive into kind of the, the topic, so to speak, at hand, which is this Advanced Tire Production Center. The ATPC is the mm -hmm. acronym for it across the street from the ATC here in Akron. But I guess in a general sense, what is this project? What is the facility and why is it so exciting? For me, it's... Uh, the old ATW, which was the Advanced Tire Workshop mm -hmm. uh, down the street, or Advanced Technology Workshop, depending on who was defining it at All the time. All the acronyms, they blended. That's right. There, yeah. So that was a, a place for uh, them to experiment on on equipment or tires, et cetera, uh, make the IndyCar tires over the time, make some other tires while they were there. Uh, but over time, that building you know, is, is getting old, and we moved out of it to come up here to the mm -hmm. ATC. So the... The point was to maybe try and move up, upgrade our facilities, upgrade our equipment. We talk about state-of-the-art equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the equipment is the same, but it's being re refurbished with new electronics, new brains, and that stuff is state-of-the-art. Yeah. We're, we're trying to push the envelope on some of the things. So Yeah, so and bringing race tire manufacturing that has been there for decades, about a mile up the road, right? Mm -hmm. And now keeping that in Akron, and that was an announcement I think we made in 2019 or so, yeah. was making the facility public. But Jerry, I guess when, when you were drawing this up, right, I, I think the, to Dan's point, it's attached to an existing building, but we did an expansion. So there's like a little bit of history and a little bit of new. How did all of that, I guess, from a design and a build perspective come together? It, it was, it was kind of unique. You know, a little bit of history was, you know, Firestone machine used to occupy that part. We looked at one time of even talking about just getting rid of that part of the building. So it's kind of cool to see something that was completely supposed to go away, to be developed into something that became very useful, you know, kind of that legacy of producing race tires in Akron. So that was, that was really neat. And what I did was just kind of wrap the building with an L with the new structure, which became the mixing. I'll say some of the pre-assembly areas, some office areas, not only to support, you know, Dan and Kara's group, but also support the indoor test group because they're in some dire need of um, offices. What was really neat about it, too, is the community, and looking back at the ATC, they'd actually pull up lawn chairs and watch from the sidewalk. <laughs> the Firestone Park is which we're kind of nestled in here as a campus. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware, if you look at Google Maps, the Firestone Shield is actually the shape of the streets in Firestone yep. Park, which is, you have a lot of his, historical significance here. So that it made me very proud to do this job. It just wasn't, say, another building. But the integration from, I'll say, the new part to the old part wasn't that difficult. It was actually pretty easy to do. And the support of, you know, Dan and his people, my maintenance staff, all came together along with our consultant team, which really made it a, 
very successful project. Well, and we talk about that history, right? I mean, obviously Firestone founded here as a company in 1900. When we made this announcement in 2019 that we were going to be building the Advanced Tire Production Center, I mean, it was reported, right, as people looked back, this is going to be the first new tire production facility of any kind since World War II at the time. I mean, we're talking about 70 plus years going back. So that's a big deal for the community. Obviously, it's the rubber city. There's such a legacy in this. But what was the reaction that I guess to, to each of you that you felt from that announcement and what it meant that we were keeping race tire production here, but also investing continuously in the footprint in Akron? There was a lot of excitement on both parts, uh, both from the teammates, because you know, even though you try to keep stuff confidential, you always get those little whispers you know, sure. out there. Never made it to the community. I think Dan and I, along with the team, kept this very hush-hush, you know, too, because there's a lot going on in the background, yeah. which I'm not going to get into. But we're asked to keep it quiet. You know, Dan and I are secretly meeting after hours. Don't, Jerry, do this, do this, do this, which, you know, how did I get this done? <laughs> a lot of extra hours on the side. But I, I think the excitement's a good word. I mean, not just for, I'll say, the engineering part, the, the ATW workers we're very excited to hear that, you know, that legacy, because you have people who have been here three or four generations yeah. within Firestone. And to keep that family legacy going was very important. The community from the building to, I'll say, up to that sign being put, which I call the icing on the cake, getting that historic iconic sign on the building, yeah. was very excited and very receptive to know we're staying here. I mean, this, this went from local officials being excited to the community to be excited and internally to teammates being excited. Yeah. What about you? For me... You know, the excitement, all the uh, teammates that we have down at Old ATW mm -hmm. was a show-me kind of attitude there at the beginning. <laughs> sure, but, understandable. But, yeah, it's a right. big, big project, multi-year. Yeah. And so the fact that we moved from a, a 1910 building to, we talked about it, a 1920 building, but we refurbished it. It's, it's nice. It's new. Several of the workers have been down there. We've done tours. Some people are still are working down there right now. So they all seem to like it. You know, all the facilities are up to date. In the city and everybody that the vendors that came to us to help us, the city members, the city council, et cetera, everyone was excited. Everybody wanted to, to be a part of that. When we announced it, we didn't think about it being the first one in the city since, uh, you know, World War II. Yeah. Uh, that somebody thought of that and and came out and we actually you know kind of looked it up and said yeah you're you're probably correct that's yeah. hasn't been around that long so it's nice to put some of the rubber back in the river city you know i moved here when i was akron area when i was a little kid so i remember driving in town riding in the back of a station wagon if you remember those days looking out the back looking yeah. out the back and it turns out that becomes part of you and part of what you wanted to do and you get a chance to help out uh, that's really what it is. I really wanted to be part of the team and, and help the race team uh, move forward. Let's talk about bringing that to life then. Obviously, a, a complex thing, not just from a design perspective. Uh, you, you talk about kind of using the old and the new, but now you're talking about moving pieces of equipment and entire lines of production about a mile down the road to the new facility. So there's phases, there's a lot of complexity in getting this stuff back together. How did you approach, I guess, building the plan and what was the plan for how this was going to work over time to bring it operational? Well, you know, it was a, a really nice plan at the beginning. <laughs> uh, but then, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a couple of things happened in the world. It makes it a little more difficult. Some things pop up. Yeah, Some pops up. Yeah, we have to deal with them. Uh, but... We're trying, we get some new equipment, but we're integrating it with some of the existing equipment. So as we move the existing equipment, we have to upgrade it. We have to, you know, improve it, uh, make it safer. While doing that, 
it's interesting. You have to keep making the tires. You can't miss a race. You can't, you can't stop making tires while you're doing all this. So logistically, it's just plan, you know, lots of planning ahead, trying to coordinate the times. And just like any plan that meets opposition, uh, it goes, it goes, you know, it falls apart as soon as it hits the first road bump. But we've been able to adapt and overcome and deal with all the issues and even the issues that we still have now with uh, global supply chains, mm -hmm. shipping, you know, getting parts. Uh, so we just, just try and stay ahead of that. And then now we're running two factories mm -hmm. and we've got material being produced at one factory and material being produced at another factory. So uh, one of Jerry's guys runs the warehouse, uh, does the trucking between the buildings. And so been wearing the heck out of those guys, <laughs> but they've been uh, really helpful. The whole warehouse team, you know, helped out quite a bit and just to keep everything flowing. We have a good production manager down to ATW, Tony Seagraves. He's been on, with Bridgestone a long time, 20-some uh, years. Uh, started in the Aiken PSR plant a long time ago. Not as long as 30, <laughs> 34 years. You got a few. You're all yeah, right. I'm all right. And then, uh, you know, we have a good scheduling staff. Uh, Sarah Downey down there has scheduled both plants and just trying to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be at the right time. Yeah. It's just very difficult, but it's a dance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're you, like to Dan's point, you're going from managing – uh, the campus and now you're adding an entirely new production facility. So it's not just like putting a new building. Now you've got two production facilities that you're managing as part of facilities operations, right, Jerry? Yes, it was, it was, believe me, it, it's difficult. But <laughs> I think one of the key things is the patience everybody's showing. Yes, you do get frustration. Um, I think it was a little bit more difficult when this first started on with supply chain issues, but as people, I wouldn't say you got more used to it. It became more of a daily routine uh, Dan and I meet weekly and, and have a schedule we put together. We had so many strikethroughs through it over the last year. It's like we kind of just abandoned that original port yeah. and let's just start over from scratch. Where, you know, and and I'll say Fred Allball, who's one of my uh, facility supervisors, has done a great job. You have equipment running back and forth. Fred's been running back and forth the whole time. So that guy has a much needed vacation coming up. <laughs> but, you know, it's not just Fred and I have Dennis Burns, you know, Jeff Hobe, Tom Moore would help out. But, all of them, Fred's probably been one of the biggest keys and not only keeping the manufacturing on, but also at this equipment install phase right now. Well, and so we are, we got tires coming off the line. You know, my, my understanding is that mid-Ohio race, which is 4th of July weekend coming up uh, at the time that we're recording this, is uh, the first race that all of the tires for the NTT IndyCar oh, Series. All the primary tires. All the primary tires so, for the NTT IndyCar Series will be made um, uh, coming out of the uh, ATPC, the production correct. line. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, the alternate tires will be made at the ATW. So, well, it's like a little a, old, a little new. A little it's going to be new. nice. Uh, by the end of the season, the last race, Laguna Seca, all, all tires uh, will be from the ATPC. When did the first tire come off the line? And, and we were talking before we, we started recording, but obviously, like you said, IndyCar, there you got to do tests. You got to make sure that they're uh, trusting of the new process, and we got to do all of our old quality control on the new the new line and the new equipment. What's been the process, I guess, of first tire coming off to now where it'll start be running uh, by the end of the season? Without, without giving too much away, yeah, sure, it was sure. a long, it was last year sometime yeah. uh, later later in the year, maybe like uh, the first. A uh, tire that was worthy to be tested. <laughs> well, you got a you got a <clears throat> part a of few. the process, right? To, yeah. I call them square tires. So yeah, we made a lot of square <laughs> tires, but then we finally made a round one. Uh, then we, we had we had, we had to build edges. we it's had to right. build a, a batch of them, uh, test them internally, 
and they have to pass those tests. Yeah. And then we uh, took them out to the track. And we took them to the uh, Indianapolis um, Motor Speedway and tested them on the oval. We took some to mid-Ohio and tested them on the road course. And we took some out to Sebring. And that's uh, our equivalent of a, a road course. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, a street course. Yep. So uh, we've tested all the different ones. Uh, our our plan is to make the exact same tires we were making down at the Atebi, or you know, maybe yeah. even a little better, right? Just higher quality, et cetera. And so we got to the point where, okay, we're we're ready. We're making tires for a race, and then we started uh, slowly building the Mid Ohio tires and uh, building more and more every day, every week. And uh, we will be done. Yeah. Not, I almost said of should. Course. I should <laughs> get in trouble with my boss. We will be done. We will absolutely we have, have those tires, tires ready. ready before the race. That's <laughs> yes. correct. Don't worry, friends, at the NTT IndyCar Series. The tires yes. will be we'll there. Be no, and I mean, and that's part of what's been such a great relationship for Firestone Racing with the NTT IndyCar Series now dating back more than two decades as the, the primary tire supplier, the sole tire supplier. But this project was announced as part of an extension to continue that commitment with IndyCar. We've been doubling down in motorsports sports globally. And obviously, going back to the, the first Indy 500 that was won on Firestone Tires, there's just such that great history that we've talked about before with Kara uh, on the podcast. And you both mentioned it, the, the Firestone sign, right? Just such an iconic image of uh, the, the brand of Akron. It's a piece of the community here. And that's been part of the phase of this multi-year project. I guess, Jerry, talk a little bit about the process of the sign, because it's lived in that spot on plant one for a hundred years-ish, 80 years-ish, round up to the nearest-ish. But it was important that that stay in Akron, but we had to make it, we had to refurbish it, right? You couldn't just take it off and put it back on. What was this whole journey like? So the journey started off with a very cold first, almost <laughs> sunny day in Ohio, to rain, the sleet, the snow. So. Yeah. Uh, Dan was kind enough to ask me to go up on the roof of the Firestone store and take pictures of this thing came off the roof. I don't know if he remembers that. So, but I, in in my opinion, I think that sign got more attention than the factory, because you know, like you said, you yeah. see people going by it on the freeway. People see it as a landmark coming home, you know, in the community here, and you know, just going through the papers or press, not, not the negative, but you know, just what's going on with it. Where's it going? You what know, happens? Uh, internally, we're getting phone calls that. Thank God I didn't have to answer those. I just kind of redirected them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my bag. But watching the sign come down, it was kind of like a good and bad, you know, sad, happy. Because yeah. you saw that transition of finally starting to leave the plant. I think that was the first sign to me, hey, we're leaving the plant. The sign's coming down. Because even though that sign was for the whole building, what was left there was race tire manufacturing. You know, the brand name Firestone is on the Firestone Racing. And seeing that come down was a bittersweet. But knowing we had this nice future coming down the street, you know, like you said, a mile away and then continue that legacy. Not, not just of, I'll say Firestone racing, but just the family, like I said earlier, you knew that legacy of the families was continuing. So what was kind of weird about it when the building was designed not to have the sign on it, because right. we had no clue where it was going. You know, there's a lot of internal discussions. Where does this end up? So after the building constructed, the roof was on, Dan and a couple of people in Nashville come to, hey, Jerry, we need to put the sign on the building. And I'm like, oh, geez, here we go again. <laughs> we've so, made the decision. Yeah, we made the decision. <laughs> so we actually had to cut all our new floors up, you know, get new structure and hold the sign. Because when you do the building, if you knew the sign was going there, the structure would have been there to hold the sign up. So, but once again, it, it kind of timing it worked out because where Dan needed to start with equipment was, I'll say, in the old Firestone machine area. The sign went above the newer addition. Mm -hmm. 
So the sign went out. It was probably off campus by five, six months. Um, went down to Cincinnati. They restored it. A lot of times, hey, when's it come back? When it's come back? Now we had to go through a permitting phase with uh, some, sure. some the local council and code people. Got it approved, which, which was very good. And they were very excited. I mean, every meeting we went to, they, they couldn't wait to see this thing come back. You know, once again, like when we did ATC, people on bicycles, people on lawn chairs, you know, because they saw the letters start coming in. Yeah. You know, the F, I believe, was the first letter to come. And then the rest followed after that. So the day of the erection, when they were putting it up, uh, actually, it was a beautiful day, nice sunny day. It was around, thank, I think it was around Thanksgiving-ish, like November-ish of 21, somewhere yeah, around there? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in the fall, but we had mm-hmm. one of those beautiful fall days. So. Yeah. The opposite of when it came down, when it was <laughs> yeah, snow, <laughs> snowing, sleeting, Running ice. the full, you get them all the seasons in yeah. Northeast Ohio, of yeah, course. Yeah, so I went yes. to the extreme from crummy <laughs> weather to good weather. But, you know, we had people stop by watching it go up. Once again, the community was very excited to see it stayed here. A lot of good write-ups in the paper, a lot of good feedback. You know, just not locally here in Akron from Bridgestone, but even Nashville, so... We got it up. We got it lit. So it's lit every night like it was yeah. before. A couple updates upgraded to an LED lighting rather than the old neon lighting, which was getting very difficult to maintain just because of the age of it. But you know, the original structure of the signs, the original letters are there. We had it repotter coated with the Firestone Red. So hopefully that's on the building another 100 years. What, um, I guess, as we look forward to the, the full shift over in the next kind of year or so and, and getting that up and running fully operational, I mean, what's been now the vibe? You said the teammates at the ATW initially were like, well, show me this is going to happen. Now, some of them have already moved over. What's been their reply now that you're kind of showing them uh, now the, the proof point? <laughs> a lot of them want to know what, what day they get to move <laughs> over. Um, you know, we're, we're cycling some people through, getting them trained. Uh, getting them used to the new equipment, giving everybody an opportunity. But as we get more and more equipment, you know, more and more people will come down. We plan to be out of there quickly, yeah, as much as quickly as we can. Again, we can't interrupt the current production. Yeah. So probably see a lot of movement after the IndyCar season is over. Oh, it's exciting time. You talk about the generations that have worked at, at that facility, but also all of our Akron campus. I, I want to start with with you. Actually, let's start with Jerry on this uh, to to close about the growth of this campus and the footprint and what we've seen over the years. You you called the ATC kind of your baby, your babysitting your kid here to a degree. But even in in the time that you've been here, right? And I guess you've been in the area, surely. So you understand what this used to look like. What have you seen from the the growth or just what the evolution of this campus in Akron has taken over the years? I'll go back to when. I was with a firm before I was an original employee yeah. when, when Bridgestone made the decision to stay in Akron. You know, where the building is at now, it was just a hillside with you know, the Harvey Monument at the top of it. Seeing them expand and making the commitment to not only to us as employees, but to the community was huge. Because, no, they can make a decision to put it elsewhere. I don't know. But when I was on the team, we're told yeah. it was going to be in Akron. So it was nice to see them continue that legacy, that that being part of the community, you know, the rubber industry, because we know a lot of it had left Akron, but, you know, the excitement of keeping a piece of it here and making that commitment uh, to the area was phenomenal. Yeah, and a, and a big piece of it, right? I mean, we talk all the time. I mean, this is the innovation hub coming out of here. It's a proof point with the, the race tires themselves are a huge proving grounds for us as a, as a company. But, Dan, I guess then for you, you started here, right, then you went away and you're coming back. I mean, what has changed? What is so different, I guess, as you look around this place from where it was when you left it? For me, you know, it's that full circle. Even within, like, my career, I, I've worked 
within the plants in different areas and done I think I've counted four times I've done full circles. It's nice to do these full circles and come have this completeness. We're right? a tire company, right? That's it's right. all it part goes of the round, deal. It goes round and round, <laughs> right? For me, it's the uh, chance to help Bridgestone. Uh, Bridgestone came in and really helped the community, has done a lot of work in Nashville and Akron, all, wherever they're at. So all the plants that I've been at, it's been it's been good to be part of the Bridgestone family. I, I'm really glad I'm part of the Bridgestone family. And to me, coming back here, being able to do this thing, one last thing before you go, is really, really get, kind of gets to me a little bit. It's really nice to do that. I also want to make sure that when, while we're doing it, we, we're not just focusing on like IndyCar, and that's all we do, was going, listening to the E8 conversations, you know, mm-hmm. with Mr. Ishibashi. We're part of that. Uh, you know, we're striving to, for the energy, save energy. We're part of the... Uh, excitement uh, of tires Uh, you know we're trying to do you know trying to be more efficient just like everybody else and so there's a lot more projects that i'd love to talk to you about but they're not announced yet (laughs) but one that was just not too long ago is we're making the waiuli tires yes i was going to touch yeah that's that's there so uh, again that's part of that whole e8 ecology uh, you know environment etc we try to be a part as much as part of the bridgestone family as everybody else and we want to contribute to the goals of Bridgestone so for me doing that and getting to do the race tires and helping people uh, you know with the the Firestone that have that background or whatever it's just really it makes me feel pretty good yeah well, I, and I did. I wanted to end it kind of on that kind of oh, personal note. But, sorry, sorry to sorry to cut no, into but your, it's uh, I, this is a poor it's a poor job of me leading the conversation. But I, I we we should touch on we we did just make the announcement about uh, Wyuli rubber. So this is rubber grown from Wyuli shrubs. We talked to Bill Nayura and the team mm-hmm. in a previous episode, coming from Arizona in the desert of the Southwest. Now we're going to be using that rubber to make uh, tires in the pit stop challenge that's at the Indy 500 mm-hmm. that will have just taken place, but also will be in the alternate tires uh, at uh, Music City Grand Prix in Nashville in August, which is exciting stuff. That's correct, and it's good to be part of the uh, of leading again. Uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, five or ten years ago the race tire was just kind of there, and we were making the tires. Uh, you know, with the Firestone name on it, and, and that's good. We make good. We make good tires. We, yeah. we they go fast, <laughs> and sure. uh, the drivers like them. But now we're, we're again this opportunity to push forward, to be part of all the commitments to. Uh, everything that when Bridgestone says we want to do something, we have to be part of it. So yeah, and and the journey continues, right? We're building a test track off the back of the ATPC that we can talk about uh, in the future as that continues to come to life. You designed the building. Did you have to design the test track too? They had to draw that up. No, no, no. We, uh, <laughs> I left something for no, somebody. Didn't have the roadmap. But, for but the he's in charge track. of the, he's in charge of the project. So of that's, course, yeah, that's, of course. Yeah, the only thing I really designed was a little. I'll say um, pagoda. Yeah, the pagoda. Oh, nice. Or, there you uh, go. The observation tower. So it's kind of a unique project because it shows we're not, just not thinking about racing. We have so many other facets the company does. Correct. And uh, and I think that was another commitment to the community. You know, we're not going to focus just on one thing. You know, we have test operations. We have the, the track out there. We have the engineering, you know, yeah. the chemists with the poly- ATC. Polymer sciences here, yeah. yeah. Polymers. So there's, there's a lot going on in Akron. So I don't think most people realize, you know, when I have people visit me, oh, that's where you work because I'm always driving by the building. And kind of explain that's, you know, the data center, the polymers, the research center, ATC, then yeah. along with the TTL and new ATPC. <laughs> so that, that's, that's quite unique. But, but the track, 
I'll say as a local test center, it was never meant yeah, yeah. to replace what we have going on anyplace else. And uh, it was to create a test facility in, a, in the space available in Akron to conduct tire testing in the support of product power and education. So a lot of the local engineering, there's, I'll say, some smaller scale stuff they can do. They'd rather be wet track and vehicle dynamics, noise, vibration, mm-hmm. which they can measure here. And I think it's a great for the engineers because all, all the engineering that's done here is they have something in the backyard to go to and evaluate their tires till they go on for further testing and evaluation. There you go. So it keeps pushing things forward, pushing. right? That will tie it all together for you, Dan. That's nice. Well, it's exciting times. I mean, and, and just I've said it before, personally, grew up, growing up in Northeast Ohio, I mean, I used to come down to Firestone Country Club in the golf tournament as a kid and kind of being able to, to be part of my job to come back here and make the connection. I mean, it's exciting to see that stuff put roots down and us continue to expand. So thank you both so much for sharing about it, about the future. Jerry, appreciate the time. Dan, we'll, we'll get this wrapped up for you and we'll get right. you to warmer climates. It'll be all right. That'd be good. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for the time to both of you. Appreciate thank you very it. much. Thank you. Now, the ATPC is wasting no time in helping Bridgestone deliver value as a sustainable solutions company. As briefly mentioned in the conversation with Dan and Jerry, the new facility has been producing now alternate race tires that use rubber grown and harvested from Wyuli shrubs in Arizona, and they'll be making their race debut at the Music City Grand Prix in Nashville coming up in August. To learn more about our history in racing and the race tires we make for the NTT IndyCar Series, be sure to check out our conversation from Season 2 with Chief Race Tire Engineer Kara Adams. You can listen to that wherever it is you prefer to get your podcasts. And, of course, while there, we remind you to give us a rating or a review. And now you can watch our Season 3 episodes on the Bridgestone America's YouTube page. So check it out there. Or if you want to reach us, drop a note, a question, a comment, some feedback, just send an email to thrivepodcast at bfusa.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Keith Cauley, reminding you to keep on keeping on. And remember that at Bridgestone, today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody.